Hello, everyone. This is Pause for Parenting, brought to you by Paradis, Parent Education for Development in Barbados, and this radio station. I'm Cicely Clark Richmond, Director of Paradis. Paradis is a non governmental organization established with the primary goal of addressing the challenges faced by parents and families in Barbados. Assistance is provided through a wide range of programs, which include classes in parenting designed to educate parents in all aspects of child-rearing practices to help them to positively impact the lives of their children. Paradis promotes strong, cohesive family life, which includes working towards life goals, imparting values to promote positive family life, and practicing work-life balance to include entertainment, reading, play, and to bring balance to life. Paradis also provides private and confidential individual and family counseling. These sessions are designed to assist clients to identify the root problems affecting them. Our other flagship program is the Community Outreach Program. We will be happy to assist your organization, be it a school, place of employment, church, community or sports groups, to talk to parents and young adults about parenting. Call us at 427-0212 or email us at admin at paradise.net with your requests. We also offer a parenting class where you can learn how to keep your child involved in positive, wholesome activities. Classes are held on Wednesdays between 4.30 and 6.30 p.m. and Saturdays between 9.30 and 12.30 It's not the first time it happened. Maybe that's the reason it seemed to be just another senseless killing of a child by another child. John King's song, How Many More Must Die, is a question that I believe we all should ask ourselves, unless we're waiting until it becomes our son or our grandson, nephew or brother, who is the victim Can we stop all the senseless killing overnight? Of course not. But we all need to get a better understanding of the various risk factors that lead to the violence and what we can do to turn things around. With me to begin the discussion here on Pause for Parenting is Lorraine Braffitt. Mr. Braffitt is a registered occupational therapist with a special interest in mental health. He is passionate about mental health advocacy and regularly conducts education sessions on mental health-related topics. And I am very, very happy to welcome Mr. Raffitt here to Paul Superior. How are you, sir? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. It, it is. I thank you again. <laughs> All right, so let's start. Youth violence. Um, can you define it for us? And from your where you sit, how, how big a problem is it? We're living in Barbados, right? How big a problem is it? Well... If if we're defining youth violence, you want to consider violence as occurring in persons who are minors, if you Mm -hmm. want to look at it it like that. Um, You could also go a bit further to say that, because here in Barbados, minors are under 18, essentially. So we can go even lower. We can just look at Mm -hmm. school-aged children to really put it into perspective. And I I think it it is a problem here. Mm -hmm. It is growing. Um, I think it's been somewhat hidden for some time. the the listeners who are teachers or who are 
related to teachers or yes. have friends who are teachers. You know, the true story. Yeah, they will have a better idea what goes on mm-hmm. in schools. I, I taught myself about 10 years ago and I remember what, what I would see. Right. And from what I'm hearing, it has gotten a bit worse. What are some yeah. of the things that you saw, actually? Um, fighting at school, but then you also have fighting which occurs, and we're just talking about physical violence now, right. yeah? mm-hmm. but fighting that occurs outside of school, you know, there, there are factions between other yes. schools, so when they go out, you know, children are grouping together because they feel that they have to be together, or some sort of disagreement that happens because they go into common spaces, so you have the bus stand, you have the buses, mm-hmm. other places, even um, some people remember a, a few years ago when there was the incident at Sheraton, mm-hmm. right, um, with the Olympus, that you had like several, like probably 20 something children, you know, there was a fight broke out. Right. And that was a, I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So things like that, that, that happen. Some, sometimes it happens and no one is aware of it because it's not highly publicized. Right. But those things are occurring. Mm-hmm. Um, I but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that an older person might say, well, fighting has always been around with children. I mean, you know, there always will be fights, you know, and back in our day, they used to, you know, or maybe threatening to a little rock store, whatever. Yeah. But obviously, things have changed now. Yes, I, I, I one, one thing that I would say, I'm, I, I remember now. I'm not a, I'm not a police officer. Yes. Right. I'm an occupational therapist. So yes. But I suppose a police officer would be better able to speak on our somebody that works with the court. Mm-hmm. But do you, you have other weapons being involved? Sometimes yes. you have the rock, and even, even back in those days, when the rock was thrown, it was not thrown with the intent to do, mm-hmm. to do serious, you know, yes. serious harm, yeah, to disfigure mm-hmm. our meme. You throw uh, the rock around. <laughs> exactly, you just yes. throw it, and you get a blow about the body, mm-hmm. and you go on, and then at the following day, you interact with that person at school. Mm-hmm. But now we are seeing um, a different type that it is done with. Malicious intent. Yes, malicious intent. That's, yes. that's, that's, the, that's the word. That I genuinely want to permanently harm or disfigure you mm-hmm. in some way. And it may not be fully Sometimes it may not be fully conscious that that is that is what the outcome will be. Exactly. But the action that is being taken, that is where it will end up. And sometimes it ends up ends up there, unfortunately. For sure. Now, I believe most when most of us think of, of violence, we think of it in one way, as we were just talking about, in terms of physical, you yeah. know, a fight, killing, a negative physical action. But there is more to it than that. And I understand that there are actually different um, interrelated types of violence. Yes. Can you... Talk to us about that. Yes. So you you have the physical violence, as, as we mentioned already, which is just the physical interaction. I hit you with my fist or I hit you with some sort of an object. Mm-hmm. But then you also have the, the verbal violence, right? Um, what some people will term, if, if you... If you're interested and you're looking this up on your own online, you know, mm-hmm. you might find verbal violence or you might find under verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. So speech and you can include hate speech into this. Yes. If you That might not be so common among children, uh, particularly because we are... Uh, we don't have that much diversity, yes, racial yeah. diversity and, and things right. like that. So mm-hmm. you might not find like racial slurs and things being used so much here simply because you don't really have much opportunity to. Mm-hmm. But other types of speech that are intended to, to harm, bullying as well, insulting, making fun of somebody, right? But the idea that you're intending to hurt or harm this person with your words, right? right? And then you also have the psychological violence that can occur... Um, Again, in the form of bullying, when, when, if we're think, thinking about children, though, I would say that that might again occur like in the forms of psychological abuse. So that might occur from an adult mm. to a child. So you might have a child experiencing that, right? That, that is that sort of willful, willful manipulation, willful, um, what's the word I'm, that I'm looking for? Um, oppression. 
if, if you say yes. that willful oppression, mm-hmm. controlling mm-hmm. in, in and those. And the negative words, you're nothing, yes. you, you know, the usual story. Is, yes, because yeah. it is it is linked to the verbal to the verbal one, but then mm-hmm. there's also the aspect of, of the of the controlling and the manipulation. So okay. it could come back into the bullying as well. Right. Right. That um yes, you have the terms, negative terms being used, but then also not um excluding someone openly, um ridiculing them in some sort of way. It may not be verbally, but mm-hmm. just making them feel unwelcome or right. making them stand out in in a specific way. Mm-hmm. And then you have other types as well, which I don't think or the other type that I have here, um, is sexual violence, right? Again, which can occur between definitely between young people. Um you have instances of, of sexual assault occurring between minors. That is definitely something that is not publicized here. Mm-hmm. But um anybody who works in the in the healthcare system? I'm also I could say also the judicial system um, and the places like um, you have it's not Somerville anymore, but Dodds. Yeah. 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 So so those sorts of places they will be more sensitive and more aware of the things that that happen here. Right. Yeah. And a lot of it, unfortunately, too, are things that um, you find out stories of this later on. You might learn about it from a close friend, but people have experiences and nobody knows about it. Right. Right. So it could be rape. um, It could be molestation. Right. It could be, again, bullying of some sort. Right. Over gender things and and sexual things. Mm -hmm. And that that sort of thing. And again, it interrelates because. If it is something like rape or molestation, then that is that is physical, so right. that includes there. But you also yeah. have the sexual component as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now the question: Why there's um, been so much violence in in our society recently? Escalation, I would mm-hmm. say, not only from um, obviously adults, but also with regards to, to children. I think, I think if if you ask that question, why, especially when it comes to from the young person's perspective. Um, to me, is it is it is it is easy to answer that mm-hmm. you know children are modeling what they see the adults, but obviously yeah. it's not as is not as simple as that, um, because there are some factors that would would um, push a person to become violent. Because all of us we are surrounded by violence wherever we go. Correct. You know, um, so what are some of those factors that that would um, more you know push a person, for lack of a better word, towards becoming violent in terms of child I should say um I would say there there is some research on this um just let me pull it up mm-hmm. but the, the risk factors yeah the, the risk factors that you're having you, you have things like low economic um status or circumstances mm-hmm. also some if, if particularly for children if it is that the that their parents are having economic struggles right if mm-hmm. they are if they are in a if we, well, I don't want to say society because we're Barbadian society, right? So we're a bit, we're quite small. So let's right. say if they are in a community where they don't have much opportunity for activities, social activities, and um, some say leadership activities as well, right? In some cases, you have um, parents who are experiencing violence themselves. So the so the children are exposed to the violence as the modeling as well, and then some interesting ones that 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 I saw are well again we're still looking at, at children mm-hmm. the stars include like um 
adolescents and young adults. Then you look at low academic achievement, um, mm. not participating in sports teams, etc. So those are some of the risk factors that you that you find. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me now about um, adverse childhood experiences because we did a program on that. Um, mm -hmm. I think once or twice because I was really fascinated when I heard about it and, and the impact that it can have on a child. Talk to us about that. Well. The, First, you find it for us. Yeah, so adverse childhood experiences, to break it down, there's a wide range of that. Um, okay. Because you, you, you can have severe trauma, so you can have a child who has, who has endured horrific abuse, mm -hmm. um, but then you can also have simply things like what I mentioned just now. So your parent, your parent is out of work and funds are low. Yes. And, you know, struggling in the home, etc. So the, the, the range extends between that that some some things which are illegal right mm -hmm. which are illegal but then you have things that are just difficult like life circumstances so not having um the the early early death of a parent as well or a role model some some beloved figure to the child those are all sorts of factors that we can consider adverse like life circumstances something that creates a psychological difficulty for the child to overcome mm -hmm. yeah or maybe not overcome but that they have to adapt to as yeah, I, I think a, a lot of parents don't really understand um, the impact that what tra traumatic things that happened to a child, mm. you know, um, if not dealt with properly, yeah. can have long, long lasting Correct. impact, you know, yeah. because we all see, well, you know, we had a fight, so what, you know yeah. what I mean? But Johnny's sitting there listening and hearing all the stuff that is said, exactly. you know, and also seeing, Correct. you know, um, and and that impact can really damage a child. Yes, and and what, what what I would add to that is that sometimes be parents may think you know that a child is resilient. Mm -hmm. They may not word it in that way, but mm -hmm. a child is resilient. And he looks okay. He's, yes, he's, he's, he gets he's, over. He hasn't stopped eating. Yes. he's still playing. Exactly. You know. But what what sometimes we don't realize as parents is that children internalize a lot exactly. of things. Right. You when you have like the younger children, they're more likely to express it. So you may see that come out in in different types of um, undesirable behavior. Mm -hmm. Right. You may find you may find out that when they go to school that they may be hitting other children or they might be doing other things and bullying children in some cases mm -hmm. as an effort to cope with whatever difficulty they've it's been true. facing at home. Right. But then when you start to get now to adolescence and maybe maybe even preteens. Like, yeah, just preteens probably about maybe let's say like 10, 11, where developmentally a child's mind is is starting to develop more introspection and thinking about themselves and thinking about my feelings, etc. And they they might have come to the realization as well that my my parent is not a safe space for me to express my feelings, right? Or if if the if the parent and sometimes the parent doesn't have the capacity to mm -hmm. really really and truly the parent doesn't have the capacity to, but if there's no safe space for for like a preteen or an adolescent to express their feelings, they will internalize it. Right. Even sometimes you find like what I, what I've encountered um, in in my private private work and also some work I, I fill in at the psychiatric hospital as well from time to time. That mm -hmm. sometimes you have children who who blame themselves because that's something that they will do. Yeah. I mean, simply because as as humans, you know, we tend to be self centered. Of course, <laughs> that, that starts mm -hmm. the childhood. Mm -hmm. So, and especially when when your children can be attached to one parent, yes, and when that one parent is being hurt and yes. and, and being you know not treated well. They will blame themselves. They will blame themselves. Yes. yes. So they yes. blame themselves, and then they may sometimes they may take that on, um, and that comes out in in a specific way. Um, it could be again, it could be angry words, violent words, because I have 
as a child, I have all this emotion inside. I don't know how to cope with it. I just know that I'm uncomfortable inside. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to process this. I don't know who to talk to about this. So I don't have anyone. So it just comes out in hurting others, right? That That is one aspect of it. Um, then you have the other aspect that, as you said, the observational part, that is learned behavior. Mm -hmm. So they, they may learn in some way that this is the way to get what I want. Yeah, so it's, it's not coming from a place of um, not being able to regulate my emotions, but it's more about this is what I see. If if I want to do something or if I want to get something from somebody, let me hit them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's there's no question that I mentioned I mentioned um, in, in the, my introduction with regards to the escalation of, of violence on the whole in general, because and especially... In, in adults, we, we there's an anger, mm -hmm. there's an aggression. Yeah. You know, you're almost afraid to, to, to talk to people sometimes. Yeah. You, know? so you could be walking the street, somebody bump into you, or you're, you're literally scared because you don't know yeah. what is gonna, what is going to happen. Correct. What what do you think is responsible for this? I I can't say that there's any one particular thing. I I think that um, there's a, a saying that you may see if you use social media or, or whatever or you watch. TV of some sort, hurt people, hurt people, mm -hmm. right? And if if you're thinking about about children, in some cases, it is that that they're hurting, um, and just as I said, right, that that's their way of dealing with the hurt that they're having. But now, when you're coming towards like more young adults, etc., in some cases, it is not um, it is not the emotional control aspect. It is that it is more. This is what I think I have to do to get what I want. So, and. When, when you're coming to young men now, when you're getting to adolescence, 15, 16, 18, that sort of coming of age, mm -hmm. etc., then they're thinking, well, this is, this is what being manly is. There's, there's a subculture that exists that, that is saying, you know, well, if you want to be manly, that mm -hmm. you have to... Be aggressive, you're standing aggressive. for yourself and... and, and yes, yeah, and, yeah. Stand, and standing up for yourself, because standing up for yourself is all well and good, mm -hmm. But because you don't have to be, be violent to stand up for yourself. You can be assertive and yes. stand up for yourself, set boundaries. Okay. These are all things that, that I do with clients, right? Mm -hmm. Set boundaries, but it doesn't mean that you have to um, attack, and even verbally, you don't have to attack someone verbally to, to stand up for yourself, and that's something that... Um, I don't want to make sweeping generalizations, but that's <laughs> something that I find... As Barbadians, we we are sometimes uncomfortable with. We're not comfortable with having with having uncomfortable conversations that yeah. somebody says, I am not happy about this, X, Y, or Z. That generally if somebody says that, we take that very quite personally. Yes. We take quite take that quite personally and then we become defensive. Mm -hmm. And for some people, becoming defensive means that I have to become violent, whether it is by my words, or in some extreme cases then by my actions. That mm -hmm. This is this is what um, this is what I need to express. And going back to the thing about about males now, that what can happen is that we again another sweeping generalization, but <laughs> that in Barbadian society it is rare that males are encouraged, and even from from a very young yeah, age, males are encouraged yeah. to to explore express. their emotions yes. and then express them. Yes. So to, for me, what it seems is that. The only two or maybe three acceptable emotions for a male are anger, right, happiness, mm -hmm. and perhaps love. If it is a, if you have, if you find a, a young lady or you have a partner mm -hmm. that you that you know that you adore, it is okay. Okay, it's okay. But again, if if that if that relationship ends now, 
they feeling heartbroken and feeling depressed about that is not okay. Crying about that is not okay. Mm-hmm. That is where you have to be angry. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> so so part of it is that we are that some men are programmed that it's not okay for me to have um, uncomfortable feelings, for me to talk about these things and to share. So the the only I'm I'm allowed to be angry. And if I'm angry, people understand that and people accept that. Yeah. It becomes a problem then if it starts to go into the, the realm of crime, right, or or even the realm of abuse. And for some people, sadly, even when it strays into the realm of abuse, they think that that, that is okay, okay yeah. right? Um, so you may, they may, might have family members around or, you know, a popular thing that we hear as Barbados is they'll get him on a woman business, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And poor poor women or even sometimes the poor man because uh, men suffer of abuse course. as well right so yeah. the poor woman or the poor man they're they're being abused and people in the community know no people in the community know exactly yeah. and and it's not even a case that the person in the community is like a is a tyrant you know that that they're just that way to everybody so everybody's frightened so you have you you're aware of this abuse and the persons in the community interact with everybody else as though it's normal and nobody steps up to you know to to intervene, to say something in that sort of way. And for me, that that is a problem as well, right? Because some people normalize it. What 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 would you say in terms of the, the, the impact all of this is having on, on our on our children? Um, the adult violence and obviously spinning off into into them. What is it saying to us as a society in terms of how we talk to each other? You know, let, let's even start there mm-hmm. because again with the aggression, it comes out how you speak to somebody you know just this morning I was walking and I I heard a a man says "Um, if I did only something my mind Mm -hmm. and my first thought was is that how you really think about your mind Mm -hmm. I mean he could have been charged with assault as far as I'm concerned because he assaulted my ears you know and I'm saying this is you as a human being cursing your mind your mind you know what I mean for the most somebody else's So, and, and we see it all around us, yeah. you know what I mean? And it, it's frightening for me anyway. What, what are your thoughts in terms of, of, of the impact this is having on our society yeah. in general? I think that, first off, that we could all be more mindful of how we talk um, to each other. For sure. Right? And when, when we're saying, when we want to consider the impact that it's having on children, um, you, you look in homes... And I, I can't, I don't have any statistics to say, you know, but I, I encounter, I, I encounter through work. Mm-hmm. Um, but perhaps because usually if somebody's coming to see me, it's because they have a problem. So right. that's not a, that's not a representative sample we want to say, right? Mm-hmm. So people are coming usually because they have some sort of, some sort of problem. So that's expected. But just casually as you go along and you hear people um, sometimes they will they will curse children. Yes. Right. They will use profanity towards and not and it's not even it's not even the aspect of using profanity in front of children. Mm-hmm. So you know, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. But no. I mean, they're, they're using it actively yeah. relating to the children, mm-hmm. right? And we expect that um, that they won't replicate that, right? Um, and also, we don't have the consideration of of how that is affecting their self image, their self esteem, how they think of themselves. Because we're not seeing them as human beings. Yeah. And, and, and as a separate human being that, that has feelings, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, we still back this children yeah. we've seen and not her because you're you're not hu- not human in a sense, you know Correct. what I mean? But you but we don't understand, you know, that children do have feelings and they do take in these negative yeah. these negative, you know, speech and, and how we how we treat them because yes. it, the, the the 
the speech is just one example because mm-hmm. when we when we curse them, we know also, you know, not treat them properly either. Yes. They go along, yes, you know, they exactly. go hand hand in hand. And and the, the thing of it is 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 it's two dimensions, it's how it affects the child, but then it's also what the child is learning and not just what it is learning about itself. Like this is how mommy, daddy or auntie sees me or this adult that is in my life, this is how they see me. Mm-hmm. But it's also they're seeing, well, this is a way this is a way that's, that you can treat people. Yes. It's acceptable to treat people this way. Definitely. Yeah. So so that's the I, what we also tend to forget is that children are are like sponges. <laughs> Definitely. They're sponges. Mm-hmm. And at, at like let's say up to six, seven, eight, you know, they're sponges that they don't have that um level of self awareness yet that they're thinking about things like that. So they're just seeing and repeating, but then as soon as you start hit about nine, ten, and onward, then they start to think, well, okay, so then, so this is kind of hypocritical behavior, yes. right? You're telling me that I can't say this, or I go to school and I get punished for this. But, but I stayed in my I, home. Oh my, I, I, I hear you curse. Exactly. Patsy next door. Exactly. Black and blue. <laughs> black, black and blue. Exactly. And and the home is is usually the the first place that we we that children yes experience violence. Yes. Most, I, but, I, I would say, but you correct me. Well, yes, I, I would I would say that. I mean, if you want to get, I don't want to get into this debate today about corporal punishment, <laughs> etc. All right, no. but, but that's another, another yes. program. But 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 that that is one aspect. But I I think also to something that happens um, is sometimes, and again, this is not a sweeping generalization against teachers, no. right? But again, in my in my work, I've encountered children who told me some things and that horrible We're things that they hear yes, by teachers i've heard it too right yeah by teachers and yes. it's not again it is not i'm not saying that this is the vast majority yeah, not every, every yes teacher. of course not yes, yes. so but mm. that that happens as well mm. and sometimes it comes from a well-meaning place that the teacher is concerned about academic performance or the behavior mm-hmm. etc but, the but way it's the way how that it just how, puts across yes and uh, like what 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 i found in some cases that sometimes the way that is put across it then causes other problems unrelated to violence so i i have had um children that have developed anxiety anxiety about exams yes um, because because of the the way that they're spoken to when they do not perform mm-hmm. up to admittedly they're not performing up to the standard that the teacher knows that they can perform up to right. but mm-hmm. the teacher's way of going about to motivate that in the child creates and the parents anxiety too. yes and the parents as well mm-hmm. right and it, and it creates anxiety in the child mm-hmm. mr bradford our time is up um okay. you just let's let's wrap this up with regards to some pointers to, to parents to remind them um, in terms of how they speak, yes, and you know how they generally, you know, are parenting their children when it comes to the, the the outcome that we see that is happening in our society today. Yes, what what I would like to say to to Barbadian parents is to remember that your words have an impact. Um, as your children grow, even after you are dead and gone, they will remember the things that you said to them. So do you want them to remember that you told them positive things to encourage them? Or do you want them to remember that you told them negative things that created problems inside of them? Mm -hmm. Right. That's the first thing. The second thing I would say is also be conscious of the example that you're setting. So it's not good enough to say do as I say and not as I do with everything. Right. That is not good enough. You have to set a proper example use kind words let your children see you encouraging people let your children see how to handle a disagreement in an appropriate way how to handle being around somebody that you do not like Mm -hmm. in an appropriate way 
Good. Thank you so much, sir. Yes. Um, I hope that I will see you again sometime soon. We can continue this conversation or that or another interesting topic. So thank you so much for coming. It was my pleasure. You're welcome. We hope that as you listened to this broadcast, you have benefited in some way and feel motivated to apply the information to your parenting experience. Once again, we at Paradis thank you for listening to Pause for Parenting. Remember, parenting is all-encompassing. Parents are their children's first and foremost teachers, guidance counselors, and nurturers. You are responsible for guiding and nurturing all aspects of your child's development, including their cognitive and educational development, as well as their social skills and emotional thinking. I leave you with these words of encouragement. Children are a gift from the Lord, a heritage and a reward, and are not to be seen as burdens. So train your child in the way that he or she should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I wish you a blessed and productive week ahead. Music